Welcome back to Upward Arrow. I'm Seth Brown, the creator at Upward Arrow, where we believe technology should be beautiful, natural, and sustainable. What an exciting time in neurotechnology. We've got some amazing announcements this week. Scientists are decoding speech from people who have had strokes. There is vision being restored to the blind. And to top it all off, scientists are also decoding music from people's brains with the use of neuroprosthetics. Amazing time right now, and amazing episode to share with you. Of course, we'll have some updates on the latest progress at Upward Arrow, and some positive environmental news. Let's dive right in. First of all, let's talk about the restoration of speech for this woman who had suffered a stroke and was also left paralyzed as a result of that stroke. It's incredible work that's being done by the University of California, San Francisco, and neurosurgeon Edward Chang, along with other researchers who are connecting AI to these electrodes in this woman's brain as part of their project to restore speech and other functions to people who are paralyzed or who have suffered from some sort of neurodegenerative disorder. Now, this is amazing work that they're doing, and what they've done is to be able to first decode the signals, and this had been done previously, they had also followed up to further refine their model so that they were not only looking at individual sequences, they were looking at full sentences in the same way that an assistant like Google or Amazon's Alexa or Siri would decode speech. So they started with blocks of phonemes and also looked at this in an additive way in terms of decoding the speech signals. And this is similar to the work that was done by Jean-Rémy King and the scientists in France who restored the ability for a man with a spinal cord injury to walk again. And here's how those projects are related, and in general, the many projects that are working to decode the signals from the human brain through either implanted or external devices which detect those electrical signals and then connect them to some sort of action or output on the other side using AI or machine learning as the deciphering mechanism. For this woman, she has the ability to produce the signals for her muscles to fire and produce speech sounds. However, the connection between those signals and those muscles has been lost as part of this stroke in the same way that the gentleman in France has a spinal cord injury. He's able to generate the signals for motor movement but those signals are not able to make it to his legs, hips, and other areas that are necessary in order to walk. So, in the same sense, scientists here have taken these electrical signals in this woman's brain that are associated with speech, and then they've correlated these signals and tailored them specifically to this individual based on a previous recording of her speech, prior to the stroke. So we've got a very tailored model. They've got a large language database to draw from. 
that they've used to connect these detected signals to possible phonemes and sentence structures. And the result is that this woman is able to generate speech through the connected computing device through the electrodes implanted in her brain. Amazing. And and this is happening right now. And so another element of this, and we talked about in the previous episode, the work of Sam Hazofsky and the team at UCAT in terms of enabling individuals who are paralyzed or have a neurodegenerative disorder to inhabit a virtual reality environment and to give them a greater degree of virtual freedom. The work here that was done by UCSF and uh, in coordination with UC Berkeley, they have also, with the speech that they're decoding, they're also decoding facial movements and associating facial movements with speech sounds and mapping that onto a three-dimensional avatar so that when this woman generates those speech signals, the avatar's facial expressions change as though it is speaking in the same way and also some inflections of emotion that she's been able to generate as well. Fascinating work and begins to show how this greater digital freedom may be possible. Incredible work being done there. And this is uh, UCSF neurosurgeon Edward Chang and also Gopala Anumanchapali, who is an assistant professor and PhD student, and also Kayla Littlejohn, who are from UC Berkeley's Department of Electrical Engineering and Computer Science. Wow, just incredible. So they've given a woman who did not have the ability to speak the ability to speak again. And... We've also got a story now about restoring sight. And so in Europe, a woman who was previously a science teacher has now become a science feature as she has hit the news for this restoration or partial restoration of sight, which has been made possible by these implanted electrodes in her brain. And so... This woman by the name of Berna Gomez had received an implant with 96 electrodes and she has been blind for the past 16 years. By feeding information into these electrodes, she has regained her ability to discern large blocks of uh, visual information, though not as precise enough that would enable her to safely move around a room. And with that in mind, other studies are happening now in Europe where they are looking at ways to implant more electrodes to achieve a resolution that would be adequate for restoring sufficient vision and also looking at how they can use fewer electrodes to gain a higher resolution image. And our positive environmental news story will have a little bit about that and a small connection there as well. So stay tuned for that. Now getting back to the restoration for this woman, uh, Berna Gomez in Spain, it's just incredible work that they've done there. And it also shows what 
It's just incredible work that they've done there. And one of the things this shows is the neuroplasticity of the brain. And this certainly reflects the work of Peter Meyer and The Voice, which is an app that maps audio signals from visual inputs from a smartphone. And through this, people who have poor vision or who are blind are able to navigate around because the brain then maps those auditory signals to the visual cortex and creating, in a way, a sense of sight. It's incredible work that's being done there. Now, if we get back to the work that's being done in Spain, the team there is looking at 1,000 to 2,000 electrodes as what they believe are necessary to achieve that level of vision. They claim that human vision is about a million pixels in terms of resolution, and that is the number of electrodes that they suggest will be needed to achieve that level of resolution. Fascinating work that's being done there in neurotechnology, and this is not magic, this is science that's being developed through these brain-computer interfaces that, in this case, uh, rather than uh, information or electrical signals being measured in the brain, these are electrical signals being input to the brain through a camera. And some may also consider, for those who have limitations, how that may restore sight, and perhaps how those who do not have limitations may someday in the future receive augmentation, where a high-resolution camera could be attached to electrodes in the brain. For now, the focus is on restoring vision to those who have lost it. In the future, who knows? Moving on to our next story, and this one's got a little bit of rock and roll in it. Neuroscientists have decoded the song Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd using implanted neuroprotheses in patients during surgery. Okay, let me unpack that for you and tell you what's going on there. So these patients suffer from epileptic seizures and they have neuroprosthetic implants that are used to monitor and perhaps in some instances help them mitigate these seizures or know when there's going to be an onset of that seizure. And so these patients were undergoing surgery and during this time, the electrodes from their neuroprosthetics, there are 29 patients, were connected to a device that recorded that activity while Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall played in the background. And then these signals were decoded using machine learning or artificial intelligence to rebuild that song. And certainly that is a great combination of art and science coming together. And it's also an important advance in terms of decoding speech from the brain. Speech and music are related in the sense that they both have a complex combination of rhythm, tone, timbre, and all of these elements come together to create meaning in terms of speech and experience in terms of music. And so, especially when we consider tonal languages, some languages in Asia are based on intonation, decoding speech and decoding music, being able to determine tones, 
will be an important part of decoding speech in those languages and generally even for languages that don't have a tonal basis being able to decode those tones is important so that we can decode the meaning of course slight changes in tone rhythm and timbre can certainly change the meaning of a sentence so that's some exciting news, and that work is being done by neuroscientist Ludovic Bellier of the University of California, Berkeley, and his team there. And just incredible work being done there, and, and shows the possibilities for detecting more nuanced things from the human brain using these electrical signals. It's just fantastic times that we live in. And the possibility of restoring quality of life to these individuals is a great motivator to get people working in the lab and to get that technology out into the world where more people can benefit from it. So that's some exciting news. So now what we're up to at Upward Arrow with the latest update on our progress developing our smart necklace which detects biosignals and this is not an invasive BCI. This is worn around the neck very comfortably. And we're having great progress in terms of crunching our data right now. And what we're seeing is that, yes, the data is uh, individualized. However, when we begin to pull the data together, our accuracy continues to be above 80%, which is very promising so we're continuing to gather more data now, and we're looking forward to making an announcement soon with a proof of concept to show the work that we've been doing. Thanks for tuning in. If you appreciate these neurotechnology news updates, please comment, subscribe, like, do all the good things on the platforms out there, and share this with your friends and colleagues that you think might be interested. Thanks again, and now on to some positive environmental news. And I said earlier that this was connected to improving the resolution of electrodes in the brain for vision processing. In this case, this positive environmental news has to do with improving the resolution of satellite imagery using artificial intelligence. And this work is being done at the Allen Institute which is funded or founded by Paul Allen, who was one of the co-founders of Microsoft. What they've done with their program, which they're calling Satlas, Satellite plus Atlas, Satlas. What they're doing with Satlas is they're taking the imagery from European satellites and improving the resolution using artificial intelligence. What's positive for the environment about this is that they are looking specifically at where there are renewable energy projects and where there may be deforestation occurring. And the hope is with more accurate information on these different positive and negative indicators of our environmental progress that we will overall be able to have a more positive impact. And it's really interesting work where they're taking these blurry images, then artificial intelligence takes multiple blurry images of the same area and uses that to determine potential structures that may be underneath. It sounds like it took a little bit of time to get the model trained correctly. So for example, some rectangular buildings were looking trapezoidal. 
However, once they had trained the model and identified the types of things that they were looking for, it proved to be highly accurate and produced some incredible imagery. So that tool is a way that artificial intelligence is being used with an existing data set, this satellite imagery, to look deeper into how we can improve our relationship with the environment. And that's some positive news, again, coming out of the Allen Institute. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast, and we hope you have a great day.